But I want another one of these before I start. <laughs> I should not have eaten that. Yeah, where are your manners? At least I don't sharing. have any. We'll pretend that there's lots of people at the table that we're sharing these with. Oh yeah. Well, I have five personalities, so... Technically there's now six of us. How do you go when it comes to actually eating those, sharing them to the five? That's... The greediest one. Then it takes all. <laughs> that's part of the personality. <laughs> it's normally Anna. She's normally... That's why she's more present than the others. Oh, this could get interesting. Do you have any more sort of personalities? I have an alter ego. Oh, who, who? Um, it's just River. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> oh okay. Welcome to that show you listen to. I'm Marsha, that's spot with a CH, and joining me today is River. Hey. Hey. No, um, feel free to introduce yourself. I'm sorry, I just swallowed right in the mic. Oh. <laughs> Hi. Hi. Thanks for having me. Um, my name is indeed Jordan. Oh, hi, Jordan. AKA River. I'm, yeah, good friend with Anna and all of her family, and oh, some I've... people call me River, mm-hmm. predominantly in regards to music. That is where that name is used. Yes, and our families go way, way back. Yes, to the dawn. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, lots of people that I meet, they're kind of like, I don't understand your family situations. And I'm like, what do you mean? They're like, you call this person your sister, but she's not your sister. And then you call this person your brother, but he's your brother's brother. And like, why are you all, how are you all so close? And I'm like, well, it started with eight single people yeah and then those eight single people got married and had kids and then they became four families and and that's us and then that's that's how basic mathematics and (laughs) (laughs) oh my gosh uh, work Uh, i was gonna say something about like uh, and that's how that's how babies grow and that's Um, how the cookie crumbles yep that's what the kids are calling it these days Yes. But anyway, so would you like to explain to me who, who is Jordan, apart from just my mm-hmm. friend? Yeah, so I am Jordan. Basically, my background, as you kind of mentioned, mm-hmm. was that through knowing each other, there's a reason why our families know each other that relates to who I am, relates to who you are, mm-hmm. and that is because of uh, missions work, mm-hmm. predominantly through YOM or Youth with the Mission. So my parents were heavily involved with YWAM in Australia and various types of mission and ministry and over the years were very close with your parents, mm-hmm. were very close with uh, the Blackburns, anyone else that... <laughs> swans. Swans, anyone that will pop up on uh, your show across time. And so yeah, as I grew up, my, I suppose, context has always been quite heavily related and connected to ministry or whatever they were doing as what you probably in your yeah. own life has experienced mm-hmm. as well. So wherever your family was doing ministry or missions, you were kind of growing up in that environment, even if you were still trying to figure it all out. So, <laughs> yes. yeah, so for me, I am I am a missions kid who has grown up to become a musician, uh, to also become a missionary in my own way. I've also... Uh, do various types of ministry and recently started working as a youth pastor as well. Oh, yeah. um, I'm a dad. 
of two little girls. We love them. Arabella and Evelyn. So yeah, girl dad, learning what that all looks like and it's a blast, absolute best thing in the world. It's daunting, but it's also amazing. And I'm a husband, as I mentioned as well, to the beautiful Marley, who wishes she could be here. She's with the girls at the moment. She's definitely the funnier of the two out of us. <laughs> She's much more, uh, yeah, where, where I trailed off before, she would have snapped me back. <laughs> And made fun of me in the same moment and then moved on to a like encouraging sort of statement as well. All in a matter of about five seconds. So that's my wife. Hi, Marley. Marley Winston. Marley Winston. Public figure. <laughs> yeah, so that's just sort of, I guess, you know, who am I? I'm, I'm a, I follow God. I love God. So yeah. I'm a Christian. I'm a creative. I, I believe that I've learned over the at least the last probably 10 to 15 years some particular I, I suppose truths about who I am and about how God made me and about what his ideas and concepts are for other people to do with our, our identity um, and how we express that so that's a big part of me as well and um, yeah that's that's the longest way of me saying who I am I suppose there's lots that go <laughs> it's like how do you ask that question and yeah, answer no. that it's like you could answer that really really simply and be like yeah I am a man wow <laughs> which I mean hey it, that is that could that make is, quite that's a statement in yeah. itself so um that's um that's a bit of me I guess Yay. dad husband creative Christian, musician, rapper, youth pastor, just journeyman. There we go. Journeyman. Journeyman. You mentioned that you are creative, which is kind of what we are talking about today, is your journey in your music and your creativity. So for those of you that don't know Jordan, he is in his own band and he has been doing music for a very, 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 very long time how did you get into music like why did you decide to follow that path out of all your other creative mm. paths yeah that's a great question um Thank you. it's almost like you had it written down or something oh my gosh wow don't <laughs> but expose course, me here no. jordan Which, I we mean, would you, never we, not that we haven't no, i'm not organized at all no mm -mm. don't be full of people she she's i don't have a color coordinated <laughs> excel calendar on my laptop at all mm. Anyway. Yeah, so um, pretty much I I started out, I've always been a creative person. I, my family through missions and ministry, they were always doing creative things. So my dad was very good with speaking and very good at coming up with like, they would do puppets. They still have done puppets. You know this quite mm. in America. Uh, <laughs> quite intensely puppets have been a thing uh, if you've ever been involved with chain reaction or king's kids um yeah and so my my dad was great with that my mum as well dad's always been really good with music singing playing guitar my mum with dancing and things like that so there was always and she's a great artist too dad mm. can sketch but mum's like she's got the natural um, ability to do like portraits and stuff. So she's you know they they kind of both encourage that. Whether specifically and in, and like directly or just sort of just were happy with us doing creative things. So that was always around. And I suppose when we started to get older, like we'd try different things, and they were always supportive and they'd always you know encourage us and things like that. So I can remember writing songs as a as a boy when I didn't really. I could, I guess I could sing a bit, but I didn't know I could sing. Like, yeah. I hadn't got any lessons or anything. And I'd probably sung a little bit with my, with my dad at that point. But I can remember having a notepad or a notebook and writing down like a song 
song lyrics without even really knowing, I guess, you know, I didn't think to myself, oh, I'm a songwriter. <laughs> I just was like, oh, I'm just going to write a song. And I can remember like, you know, writing and then having like drawing like patterns around the lyrics and then <laughs> <laughs> like a star I've got. And so anyway, had these songs and I don't even know like if they had like tunes or melodies or anything. Years later, I stumbled across them. Like, you know, when you open up your old storage, you know, and find things mm-hmm. from when you were a kid. I remember when I was probably like 20, in my early 20s, I found it and I was reading through some of the books. My my brothers and sister found it and they just were like laughing at some of the old songs. <laughs> like, like one of them was like, I think it started out with something along the lines of, this is just literally what I read. <laughs> so excited. Like, Jesus Christ is so cool. He led me to the perfect school. Oh something my like gosh. <laughs> and I, I don't know why I wrote that because I really struggled in school. So I... <laughs> Clearly, at some point, Thanks, Lord. it was like, I think I must have been having a positive experience that week at school. Yeah, yeah. Um, they, you know, that was just funny little things. But <laughs> I guess so, looking back, there were, I suppose, like hints of, oh, you know, songwriting could be a thing, but it wasn't like massively focused. I did lots of drawing and lots of art when I was a boy. But then in high school, I, I got really heavily focused on soccer, like mm-hmm. way more now looking back on it. Than I probably ever should have. Mm-hmm. I was like obsessed with it. My whole family became soccer mad. Really? Yeah. So context. Wow. If you know us, you <laughs> will. Especially, maybe not as much recently, but especially a few years back. Yeah. Um, that was like a huge part of who we were. That became a massive focus. I would sing a bit at church with dad when I got into high school. I'd sing like at, you know, in the church band and things. And I didn't really think a whole lot of it. And then I would also, you know, I'd do a bit of drawing, but I... It started to get sort of, I guess, put to the back burner. I'd sort of push it away. And then finally, like when I was finishing high school, like I'd also gone to, you know, schools that, you know, Christian schools that had, they have a youth band or a a school band, right? That would do chapel. And they were all based on, they'd all copy like the Hillsong style. And they were all really, they could all play Mm. guitar and drums and bass. They could all sing. They could just do regurgitate that style, right? So I was like... I can't do that. So I didn't even try. I didn't even think. I was like, so I didn't show anyone in high school that I could do music at all. Really? No one, no one would have known except for a few random friends who, it's funny, this one school we moved to where I graduated, when I moved there, there was literally no one who played, pretty much no one who played soccer. I'd gone from one school in one area who was obsessed and then we went to this little coastal town and people there were pretty much like not interested. So I just became, I looked for people to come become friends with and there weren't Mm. that many I could you know, really getting close with. And so the ones who I became friends with were in this computer group. And so um, I was very much the odd person out in the group. And <laughs> literally, they had to translate what they were talking about oh um, in like like sporting terms, like talking about what they were doing on the computer. And I'd be like, huh? And they'd be like, <laughs> this, uh, the, you know, so when I press the keyboard, it's like when I'm kicking a goal oh or something like and I like how, how I just said press even, the keyboard wow. like the whole keyboard and um but they they were like really clever and they like built their own recording system and could play a little bit of music and that was the oh. only time where I did like a little bit of singing it was just yeah. really really simple repetitive chorus yeah and then a couple and then about a year or two later so still singing in in school uh sorry not in school in at church but only for like it was a small little group of people mm. and then my brother and his 
friends started a band and they were like I was quite close with uh, my brother Benji he's the next one down in the order and um, and so and their friends we all got on really well so like oh Jordan come and be part of our band and I'm like oh sweet they're like yeah yeah we all, we've already done a photo shoot for it <laughs> and they're all like posing like you know the classic sunglasses on oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. you know standing <laughs> next to like a cliff looking oh, out over yes. the beach you know so all of them literally posing the same way and I was like yeah that sounds cool I've never been in a band so I'll do that and um, I'm like oh what's the band called they're like so it's called Loaf of Bread <laughs> or L-O-B like I'm like Love. okay what why <laughs> and they're like because we were out there for our photo shoot and we went and we were back at our friend's house and we were watching this playing this like the old DVD like um, <laughs> games like they, they used to do it where you'd be able to like pick an option using the remote like yeah i'm too young for that yeah so <laughs> apparently so back in the day there was a such a thing as uh, a dvd wow oh i DVD know player, DVDs right? are. Yeah, yeah. yeah so then they'd use the controller and you could like by pressing play or fast forward or rewind you could like use it as like your options you could like select oh, yeah, yeah, like yeah. multiple choice or whatever yeah, yeah, yeah. so it was like a movie game apparently and in this it's like what happens next <laughs> so it shows this scene from this random movie so apparently it's like a <laughs> It's like an Indiana Jones type <laughs> thing where there's someone trying to get away yeah. um, from like, and they're trying to escape from this, this labyrinth or this like Indiana Jones type temple. Yeah. And there's like a boulder or there's like a guillotine or something that's going to fall on them and oh they're sliding gosh. down and out of nowhere, <laughs> they're going to get saved by something. Uh-huh. And so this person's either going to, he's going to die or whatever, or he'll oh, be saved. Thing. And so it says then what happens next? It stops before whatever is about to happen in the what? scene. What? And then it says what happens next and it's the options you know he he dies or this happens or this and then the most random option of them all was he gets saved by a loaf of bread (laughs) (laughs) and and they're like oh we'll just i don't know i don't know whether they chose that as their answer or not but anyway it turns out the character gets saved by a loaf of bread the loaf of bread like gets like stops the guillotine or like stops the rock or whatever it is it's going to crush them or kill them but it's a loaf of Bread. So somehow this loaf of bread saves them, and okay. their like random humor that was very prevalent in all of our minds at that time frame, yeah, triggered this like mass hysteria amongst these guys, out my brother and his friends, <laughs> and they went, "That is the name of our band, Loaf of Bread." Loaf of bread. Wow. So then Love I joined it. Loaf of Bread, and we would write these funny songs, and yeah. we did like one major show while I was with them. The show was held at our like church hall. We would do like songwriting sessions. It was amazing. Like it was st- <laughs> my dad was the pastor and he'd let us they let us rehearse in church so use all the stuff it was amazing we're like yeah, oh yeah. We're like this tacky band and we we had some like yeah cringeworthy songs i will definitely say that do you remember any of the titles uh there was um yeah uh <laughs> well we had one which i won't it was just a silly jam we called it the indian song and, and oh my gosh it was like i really we regret i regret that it was nothing like horrible but it was just silly jamming and yeah, yeah, yeah. anyway yeah. there's that there's a few other ones but a couple of them that were really funny we we actually one of the friends was he he was a li- little bit of a budding con artist and we didn't realize this at the time but it turns out he um he showed up to a couple of our rehearsals and he's like oh guys i've, I've written some lyrics for you guys i've typed up some new lyrics for you because we were always trying to write new songs and we're like yeah it's sick because we'd write them all together and they yeah. weren't always the most cohesive so if someone had lyrics we're like we'll try them out yeah so he's there and he, he's like yeah 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 here have a read and so we just start creating this song yeah. based around these lyrics he's printed them out so we're like man he's gone to all the work oh, for no. us so we start like 
we start making this song. The guy gets the riff on the guitar. Yeah. Brother starts jamming on the drums. Ryan, my other brother, starts playing the keys. I start, like, helping the other lyricists, like, start singing these <laughs> particular lyrics. And we, like, think this is actually the best song we've ever done. This is amazing. So he does this again. There's two songs that we have. And they're like, man, these two songs are, they're, they're our best songs by far. This oh is great. Gosh. We're really on the up and up. We're really moving on here. And so it turns out, we played them in our one show that we did for our youth group. And, yeah. Um, you know, there's a few other times that, that the others would have played them. The band eventually sort of finishes up. We all move on to different things in life. And then about five years later, one of the guys, the guitarist, he, he just group chats us this message and mm. just basically says, guys, we were conned. Wow. I'm like, what do you mean? He goes, Google the lyrics that we used for the for the first song that that our friend Aaron gave us. I'm like, no, what do you mean? He's like, Google them. And so he, we Google <laughs> them, and they're Delta Goodrum songs. <laughs> <laughs> it's a Delta Goodrum song. Which ones? Um, oh, man. I'll have to come... I'll have to think of it. Man, Ooh, oh, my funny. goodness. It was... Um, that guy is a genius. He, he was... He was way too smart for his own group. <laughs> he, he, it's like, he was out, he, I don't know why, like, what he had against us trying to, you know, be musicians, but he, he full on got us and we had no clue. We just believed 100%. And so we went all in <laughs> on this idea. And um, yeah, so, and it happened in another song as well. So anyway, yeah. Um, so your two best songs. Our two best songs from Loaf of Bread uh, were actually full on copyright uh, Delta Goodrum. Copyright or covers? <laughs> Well, yeah, so we would have had to have announced, like, it would have had to have been in the titles that this was a cover. Cover, right. <laughs> if, if anyone, if we'd actually <laughs> rock, like recorded and released it. Yeah, that would have been really awkward. Yeah. So. You would have had to, yeah, gotten yourself into a suing situation. Yeah, that's right. We would have been caught out. But anyway, oh, so that was a big, that was, that was one funny story to do with that time frame. But mm. I guess with it all, like, I didn't really realize from after that, I was like, yeah, I went off and did some mission work with, with YWAM, with mm. Youth With A Mission. And I was still working on, because like, I guess I'd started working on choruses again yeah. uh, with these guys. And I went off with YWAM for a couple of years in Adelaide and I just kept doing it, doing my own thing. But I'd try and write songs and I could never finish them. So, mm. at this point, I'm only really doing like you know a little bit of worship, or you know I'm still I'm still very much getting into it. I don't really know if there's anything that's going to happen with music. I'm not even thinking really in that regards mm. because I'd wanted to be a soccer player and that didn't happen. Then I'd had this I'd started to follow my visual arts stuff again at the end of high school and did really well. You know, got paid to do a drawing or two for some people, which Ooh, was wow. cool. But then. Like, it took so much time and work to do to do that, like, yeah. literally locking yourself away for, like, a week or more, <laughs> a month, you know, on and off doing stuff. And so, I was like, I don't know if I'll be, you know, that, you can't, in most instances, just make a career for yourself mm. straight up, like, yeah. doing that. You actually need further study or yeah. whatnot. So, again, I was like, okay. So, I didn't think that music, because music, at, for me, out of all the other things, was not that high up. I hadn't developed it very much. So, then when I went to YWAM, anyway, I'm there... And I, I was on a on an outreach, so the, I guess like the traveling component of the school um, where we were over in um, Thailand. 
uh, and then we went to Cambodia as well. So we were there for a few months just doing different types of mission work, you know, helping out at orphanages, doing different types of, you know, community service projects and things like that. Anyway, one particular day, I was just chilling out when everyone else was having a midday rest. And, um, and I was like, I don't really want to sleep at the moment. Yeah. <laughs> it's midday. And so I just had the guitar. I was just playing this chorus that I'd written. And I got to this particular point where I just kind of went, what? Oh, my goodness. Like, I just got really frustrated with it. I went, God, I, f I literally sort of, in frustration, just kind of went, God, like, why can't I finish writing songs? Mm. I didn't really realize, I didn't really think a whole lot into, like, whether or not I was praying or not. It was just kind of this, like, ah. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Because I just... I'm just writing choruses. I want to write a full song. Yeah, like, yeah. And so I, yeah, in this moment, I have really, this really vivid, strong memory of having like the sentence form in my mind, like as if being spoken to, but like hearing it in your head, like, why don't you try rapping? And I just went, what <laughs> the heck? <laughs> <laughs> I was like, is like, that... like Christmas paper wrapping, like, or like, what, yeah, are, what, so, what are you doing about? You know, you can imagine, I liked some Aussie hip hop, but I'd not really tried too much of it. I liked there was different, you know, a few different Christian rappers from the states that I'd like, yeah. but I'd mostly just listen, and you know, general hip hop as well. I would listen to a bit, but I didn't really consider myself someone who would be or become a rapper. Yeah. So that statement was very out of the blue. So much so that I was like, that's not me yeah. I, I don't think like i could be a rapper so what <laughs> anyway i, I kind of questioned i then did i guess pray just sort of question god like you know is that you because pretty much i'm white <laughs> <laughs> which isn't a great like you know doesn't give me a whole lot of chances yeah, here yeah, yeah. um yeah. regarding hip-hop and also um I'm Australian and there's not a large uh, demographic. Australian, Australian hip-hop is yeah. very, uh, you know, at that time was still, you know, there weren't a, a whole lot of, of um, folks limited. who were doing that. So, yeah. you know, and it was just like, I've never done this. I don't really, how's this going to work? But I, I had then, an, again, like a similar sort of sentence, I guess, come to my mind, which was, if you trust me, I'll give you the words. And for me, yeah. I fully believe that was God saying, if you trust me, I'll give you the words. So. Yeah. If you, if you want to just follow what I say, like see what happens. Yeah. So thankfully, I, w I had, I guess, the presence of mind and the awareness through that time period to listen. So I just started playing these chords that I've been just playing. Yeah. And as I played them, I went to. I just thought, okay, I'll start. I'll see what comes out of my mouth. And literally, it was a freestyle rap that lasted for about between probably five and to eight minutes that just wow. went and went and went and went and That's finally yeah like enough to make you go that's that's not me i'm yeah. like what's going on yeah. so i stopped and i freaked out and i <laughs> went to find a piece of paper to write down what had just happened yeah and i spinning out going i'm not a rapper what the heck and literally i felt again the, this sentence came back to my mind, which was, it's okay, if you trust me, I'll give you the words. And yeah, it was yeah. almost this time, the context, like, w it was more referring to, you don't need to panic and stress about writing this all down. Yeah. Trust me, I'll give, like, this is a, this is an open statement. This yeah. is like, from this point, if you trust me, I'll give you the words. Yeah, wow. Not, 
right now for five minutes. <laughs> and so it blew my mind, but I suddenly realized that this, I believe, was God saying, trust me from here on and I'll show you. I'll, if you trust in me and have faith and step out in this in different situations, I'll, like what just happened then, I will do that again. Yeah. So for the next like year and a half, I would just go around with YWAM or whoever I was with and I would just find people who could either play music or who could beatbox or play yeah. drums, whatever. And I would just freestyle, just whatever came out. That was just, I kind of became known for that for a season. Yeah. It was just like the pockets of people that I was with. Yeah. Oh yeah, Jordan, come over and rap. Oh yeah, da 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 da, they're doing a song. Jordan, go up there and rap. Yeah. And so I just became, I gradually accustomed and developed this sense of like, oh wow, like this is actually, you know, I can do this. Like yeah. God's given me this, I can do this. And I began to just grow and learn and yeah. trust him in that. And so... Yeah, years go by, God starts speaking to me again at a different point, like I'd, I'd come home from being with, with YWAM and I was now with my family in Canberra and one day God, I believe, yeah, again, God spoke to me and said, you know, I know that you trust me with uh, regards to the freestyle stuff, now I mm. want you to trust me regarding songwriting. Yeah. And so from there, he was like refining, you know, refining the content, refining the the way that I structure music the 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 craft of you know what the gift that i had yeah, yeah, yeah. and so you know within a few weeks i'd written a song played it the next time that there was an event you mm-hmm. know through a youth network and then you know met some rappers and they were like whoa you're really good da, 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 da. and so suddenly what had been kind of limited in its reach had been just in small circles yeah was then exposed to a hip-hop network which to this day i'm still connected with and so these guys then were like, oh, yeah, the next time they were like, you got you to meet this other rapper. So I just started just going wherever the heck I felt like God was saying to go. And whoever I talked to would then refer me to, oh, go see this other guy. Or yeah. like, go play over here or go rap for this guy or go meet, meet this person. Yeah. You know, so that's sort of how the journey went. And so suddenly it's sort of a thing in the circles. And, and you know, we had our, our ministry chain reaction, which was, yeah. you know, which you've been a part of and your family, you know, everyone there was like, oh yeah, Jordan, that's just what he does. And that was the time for, I was just this, you know, quirky, fun dude yeah. who would just rap. <laughs> that was yeah. part of my leading style was just to like <laughs> make people feel, I don't know, <laughs> like they can just be themselves, I hope. And that sort of became a thing for me that I started to really focus on. I knew yeah. that I'd had experiences with God. I knew that there'd been some cool breakthrough in here been teaching me and showing me how to do this and it started to become i guess aware i became aware that well if he did this for me he should be able to do this for other people too so that became a really important part of my thinking and so then from there eventually i met a guy called mark he he'd been around in the different music networks and youth networks in canberra yeah and uh, a friend of a friend and he was a part of this band that i'd gone and watched and so he one day shared a song on Facebook and I just happened to type, I listened to it and I was like, man, that was really good. And I just typed on there. I said, Hey, you know, it was a really powerful song. It made me feel like I wanted to rap. You know, it was really cool. And yeah. he just responded with, you should so do it. Please, please do a rap for this song. I'm like, what? And then five minutes later, the local Christian hip hop radio host commented on because he was friends with mark commented on this thread and said if you guys do that and then record it we'll play it on the christian hip-hop station that's cool so it went again went really quick and then suddenly it was just like this connection this connection this connection wow so out of nothing it's progressed so i'm still at this point not even sure if music is a thing like if i'm Mm -hmm. even going to do any sort of music 
but I'm really aware that God's leading it because it's like it just keeps happening. So I had someone who'd spoken to me as well who'd said like literally an old friend from 10 years before who I hadn't spoken to for years called me up and say, hey, I was just praying. I felt like God said you should write up a vision board, like just yeah. do a vision board. I'd never done, I don't do that sort of stuff. I'm, <laughs> yeah, yeah, but yeah. Any, for people listening, I'm not that type of person who normally does stuff like that. Yeah. So anyway, I did it and I felt like there was a challenge issued to me. I don't know. I just felt like God was saying, what are the things that would, that you have on your heart, dreams or, or hopes or, you know, goals that you want to see happen? Like, put them out there and see and so I'd never done that so anyway I write them up and I put it up on my wall see it every single day and um, this time frame literally across about a year less than a year almost all of these goals and dreams and things happen wow they all happened and so and the next thing was through jamming with this guy Mark we then you know our music starts getting played on the radio then yeah. he's like hey we should actually start a band <laughs> I'm like okay so in the start it was just me rapping. I would rap and he would write the choruses. And then yeah. one day he came and he joined us in a chain reaction outreach. And there was a girl there named Hannah as well. And so we jammed and we were like, hey, you should be in this as well. And then they heard one of the choruses that I'd been working on. And they went, that's a really good song. We should do do that song. We should write. And so then I got really encouraged because yeah. I'd just been the rapper. And suddenly it flipped and I started writing a lot of these, I guess, choruses. And then yeah, yeah, yeah. they would come in and add their amazing I guess voices and their mm -hmm. own spin on it all and add in their own lyrics here and there yeah. and just brought to life this music and suddenly where music hadn't been really a thing suddenly we were a band yeah and we had people around in camera kind of going what's going on yeah, like yeah, who yeah. are these guys it's like not a massive movement and like heaps of people aware of us but enough that it was like christian radio stations like little radio stations yeah, are going, yeah, yeah. Oh, we want you guys to record <laughs> you know this christian festival that i'd wanted to go on go and play at since i was like a teenager suddenly this in the first year of, of having the band going we were on like we been referred by one of the guys I'd met. Yeah. He sent our contact over to a guy who got us into the festival. Oh, so wow. then we were playing and we we weren't even officially on the bill but we were brought in. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then we my family and friends like gathered up enough of a crowd. There was about roughly a hundred people packed into Dang. this like tent, which for me was just humongous. Yeah, yeah. I'd had this vision in my mind from a couple years earlier of I'd written this chorus and I had, when I wrote the chorus, I saw in my head about a hundred people all singing the chorus with me. And I thought, oh, that's just cool. I don't know if that will ever happen. And then at this festival, it happens. And Ooh. we sing this chorus and everyone's singing. And so it was just started, things like this started happening. Yeah. The next year, this touring rapper from New York and his crew came and people that we'd met referred them to me. And then they were like, oh, Jordan, you can come and rap with us and go <laughs> along a school tour and oh rap in all these schools and different places. And then... Yeah, wow come on the main stage at the Christian Music Festival with us this year. So I did. And, you know, you know visions and dreams that I had for years start happening. I, there'd been this other festival called Exo Day where the year before I'd seen this freestyle rap competition. I felt, had the impression that God was saying, you're going to go in that competition yeah. and you're going to win it. And I went, Ooh. oh, okay. That's like a bold statement. Yeah. The next year, so all year, I'd had that in my mind. And so I would like be freestyling all the time because I was thinking about it. I didn't realize that I was preparing myself for it, but I would just be, you know, driving to work. I'd be freestyling. I'd be over here. I'd be freestyling, making breakfast. I'd be rapping. Then the day came 
almost missed the cutoff to sign up. My brother was like, him and his friend kicked me into gear. They're like, I was like almost about to be, you know, oh, I missed it. Like, no, come on, Jordan. Got me in, got me signed up. And then, yeah, like literally probably a few hundred people watching the first round got voted through as one of three rappers to go through to the final. Walked off stage. There were like a couple of my heroes, like this rapper from the States and this this singer called V Rose as well from the States listen to their music all the time and they were there oh my goodness loved your rapping man Vero's like oh I voted for you I'm like what I was there going like what yeah and then the next round came and a bunch of the other stages at the festival were finishing for the night so heaps of people came to watch the final so there was about a thousand people and so then yeah the freestyle competition comes back in and it's the, the final there are three of us and we end up yeah winning which is just crazy it just blew me away I was against like one really good rapper and another guy who was a local Mm. and so yeah it was just insane and then there wasn't really anything major that came up as a result of that there wasn't like prize money or anything but it was this confirmation that like again god had spoken something and i all i had to do was just believe it but what i hadn't realized i guess to sort of wrap up this is the backstory (laughs) a huge backstory huge backstory huge backstory i can certainly talk (laughs) (laughs) really (laughs) um the fact was i didn't realize and this is something that god really loves to do with people is when you get like i suppose like a dream or a vision or some form of goal that you know is bigger than yourself that is like out there that you're like man i feel either like god speaking it or i'm really passionate i hope i long for this to happen Mm. one of the ways that it comes about in christian terms you could say like prophetically if someone's spoken or god's like giving you a a, like a vision it can be almost this thing which is in the bible it talks about there being prophets and prophets would share a word from god and then that would happen but a lot of times now we we struggle to come to terms with like you know how does this happen and sometimes people can say stuff and it doesn't really happen one of the things god showed me was That when, particularly when it comes to things that you believe he's said, if you focus on that and you begin to put in active steps to move towards that, Mm. you change your trajectory, all right? Because sometimes we can wait for the really powerful, cool thing to happen and we just end up waiting and waiting and waiting Mm -hmm. and it might not happen. Or it might happen, but it might take ages or you might still be waiting. But if you begin to put active steps into place where you actually start believing that it's going to either happen or it is happening, yeah. treat it as if it's, well, that's, I'm going to I'm gonna actually own that. It begins to change, it's going to sound weird, it begins to change your reality. It changes, I suppose, well, it, it changes the situations, it changes the way you think, it changes how you go about your life, it changes how you interact with people, it changes how you respond and react to things around you. Because suddenly there's like, there's a higher, more significant context that's kind of, you're aware of all the yeah, time. Yeah, yeah, And so if you put active steps in to be moving towards that, then the natural thing that will happen is that you will actually walk, be walking towards it. Yeah. So sooner or later, you're actually going to begin to kind of like claim that. And it's like, you know, you hear stories of people, they say, like, I think I heard once that like, someone like Ed Sheeran had played almost every night. He would play music almost every night, sometimes to hardly anyone, but he was always out there playing. And eventually, when he was finally found and spotted, he was ready. He was he was already doing it. Yeah. What they found him doing, he'd already been doing. So it wasn't... The success wasn't an indicator 
of his ability or his talent. The yeah, success yeah, yeah. was actually that that just that came along. The the talent and the ability to do it, he was already doing it. It was mm-hmm. already there happening. So if you're already believing and acting in that way, if you're already operating in that, not waiting for that, you start claiming that, start owning that, start figuring out ways to operate in that. Yeah. Then when it happens, it you're already ready for it. Because to you, your mind, in your heart, you're already thinking, well, I'm, this is like... So for me, in my journey, in the years since then, I've just began to basically just believe, yeah. okay, that this is already happening. We might not have thousands and millions of followers, but this is already happening. If or when it does happen, it's just we're already doing it. We're not waiting to then change. We've changed and then it's just be in that state. So that's some of what I believe happens. You know, if you can, you begin to view it like that, it changes your trajectory and it changes the way that you go about it. And that's what we've we've experienced. So for me, that's how I got to this point where now I've been doing music for more than 10 years now and have had different experiences recording albums different bands you know playing at different festivals different situations doing it little tours and things like that and so yeah but it comes from knowing that this is something that god has said and and believing it and that's where faith comes into it you know faith isn't saying i'm gonna wait and when i see it i'm gonna go for it faith is saying i'm just gonna go for it (laughs) regardless of if i see it yeah. And so I think that's a huge part of, yeah, that's a huge part of how God's grown me and how Marley and I operate as a couple. Yeah. You know, even just generally in life, you know, like if you put God first and you get it in that order, then maybe it doesn't simplify things. It makes things clear when it comes to, you know, decisions or when it comes to, you know, how we go about our life. Mm. It makes things more clear. Wow, that was like... <laughs> Would you like to talk now? <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I like because I've known Jordan for so many. Actually, I've known Jordan since I was twelve. I'm now turning twenty twenty-two. So Jordan has seen me from a very young age when I was incredibly annoying, and I haven't really changed in that regard <laughs> over the last however <laughs> many years. I am still, I still act like a twelve-year-old. I would say, um, but like I think, you know, I've seen you from when you were single when you were starting in Weather Permitting, which was your band with Mark and Hannah, and then when you made that transition from moving from Canberra to Gold Coast and then to River Movement and then mm. seeing all that. Like, I've been around for it, but I've never actually heard the backstory. And, like, I know bits and pieces, and I'm like, oh, yeah, I know Jordan. Like that. <laughs> <laughs> um, but, no, I reckon that was, like, it was awesome just, like, hearing that story. Because I feel like maybe that's... I mean, maybe it's just me, but... I think maybe lots of people that know you and know your band kind of know like bits and pieces, mm, yeah. but then to like sit down and actually hear the story of like, yeah. wait, who is Jordan? Like who, why, why yeah. is he doing this? Like what inspired all of this? Mm. I, so I'm like, I'm just sitting there going, yeah, <laughs> more, <laughs> but, um, yeah. Oh, that's I, so cool. I love that. Cause it's like, why do we do what we do? Exactly. Right. Why? Sometimes we do things just because. Yeah. And we have no real depth of thought into what we're doing. Yeah. But if we could start to reorder how we go about what we do in our lives, mm. you know, I'm speaking from a faith-based perspective. Yeah. But the best days that I have, the best experiences that I have are when that order is prioritized, mm. when I get it right. There are definitely times when I still have to be reminded. I'm like, yeah, I need to keep keep moving with this. I need to keep putting, getting that order right. I need to keep prioritizing you know like what what it is that god's saying or 
you know, the direction that we're going. Yeah. And I think maybe, like, this is a little side note. I know for a lot of people it's been really hard during, you know, COVID because one of the things that's happened is we've lost, maybe lost some momentum or Mm. routine, positive routine that we didn't even realize was effectively keeping our... uh, I guess keeping us engaged with like our, our our hopes or our dreams or our our, our focuses or our purpose, you know, like yeah. our goals. You know, suddenly you put on pause and new habits and new routines begin to develop that you don't even know are developing. And I've had yeah. to reflect on this recently regarding like music and yeah. family and faith because like it felt like things kind of halted. Yeah. But then in the midst of it being like paused, new habits and new thought processes and new routines developed that actually, in order for me to operate back in the way fully yeah. that I've just talked about, I have to actually reverse or yeah. relearn some of those routines and those habits, redevelop them yeah. so that I can begin to reprioritize to get back and begin to re-engage mm-hmm in that way effectively and I think that's probably one of the things that I I look at just as a tangent of course to what I was saying but just for context right now for where I'm at it's it's a new season for us with writing on uh, we're working on some new songs and Mm. um like little things like having your phone nearby can take away hours at times when you don't realize and I think like it's become almost more common because we've been yeah we have had to sort of limit our output and limit I guess our interactions or our where mm-hmm. you know even work has at times been at home so yeah it's it's interesting but I think a big part of like moving forward and, and also just generally in life it's getting that priority the priorities right and um and also like from a faith perspective like when it comes to to God I fully believe you know I've learned that even when things aren't you know even when we we don't get things right yeah. That God has a lot of, he has so much grace and love and he's just wanting us to just get back into it. Yeah. That's a big part of like how I think and I hope with music as well, like Marley and I, we try and be really as honest or as real as we can with how we go about things. And I hope and believe that that's, you know, been reflected in, in the songs that we've written and the way that yeah. we communicate and the way that we present ourselves and perform or minister to people. But yeah, that's sort of like some of how that's all, how that all goes for us. But yeah, how we go, to, go about our business is important. I think that we can, can give ourselves a better chance if we get the trajectory right if we start to begin to focus on it like the way we should you know like as if it's right there not as if it's a hundred years away yeah yeah well i just wanted to say thank you for coming on the podcast it was it was actually really fun um having you on this podcast and um yeah it was really good to you know get to know you more <laughs> um <laughs> i had to sneak See that in you and you know get get <laughs> yeah basically get to know you more and hear your story a little bit more so thank you so much for coming in so welcome and yeah. um yeah please like and subscribe to yes all that she does oh well, she. i thought you were plugging yourself there oh no oh, thank no. you oh yeah there we go i'll plug you you plug me okay right. yeah, yeah cool. um, this show is great Thank you. There's a lot that you should listen to and get it on your plate because it's the show that you listen to before too late. You have to understand that it's really worth the rate, not the wait, the rate, rate it. Oh, rate it. There we go. That was probably one of my worst attempts. <laughs> um, but that's okay. If you guys listen to the part one of this episode, you'll, you'll get to hear him in all his, you know. There you go. Full glory. Um, but yeah. 
that's all we have for you guys today. Don't forget to tune in next week for a new episode. Bye! Thank you.